I'm Michael Heyman, and you're listening to a special Changemakers collaboration with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the travel club for hotel lovers. Over the course of this series, we'll be spotlighting some of the world's most innovative, luxurious, and sustainable hotels, and the partnerships and double acts behind them. Who said pigs can't fly? Because they'd be wrong if they were looking at the high-flying success of the Pig Hotel Group. Its founders, Robin and Judy Hudson, have earned the mantle from at least one top title as Britain's most influential hoteliers. And you can understand why, for this is the story of a creation of a glorious great British classic, a litter of hotels across the south of England, described by many as simply some of the finest in the land. So let's go the whole hog. Welcome, Robin and Judy, to Changemakers. Pleasure to have you both on the show. Robin, I'm going to come to you first, if I may. We are landing in in Britain today and are around the world in eight episodes. And of course, here we are in a very iconic and special place looking at, at uh, at the Pig Hotels. Introduce the litter to us. Or indeed, I understand it's a drove of pigs that you can go to. Tell us about the pig hotels. Thank you, Michael. Thank, thanks for having Judy and I on your podcast. Pleasure to be with you. Yeah, the pig hotels uh, started as a twinkle in our eye uh, in 2011. There was a rather sad, underinvested uh, hotel in Brockenhurst called Whitley Ridge Hotel. I had been asked to launch uh, Limewood Hotel, uh, which is just down the road in Lyndhurst, and and this little hotel, Whitley Ridge, sort of came part as the, part of the package, really. It was pretty sad, and I was thinking about selling it on behalf of the owner then. I got it valued, and frankly, it wasn't worth very much. However, on wandering around, apart from being slightly depressed with the peeling wallpaper and the, the tiles falling off the wall, it had, uh, it had a rather beautiful, perfectly formed kitchen garden. And there were only two carrots and a few weeds growing in there at the time, but uh, but it was it was certainly there. When sort of considering what to do with this property, as it wasn't really worth very much, I said to the owner, "We'll buy half of it, and let's see if we can do something with this thing." And uh, there were some buildings that hadn't yet been converted into into bedrooms. So we took the bedroom count from 16 to 26, developed the kitchen garden. Judy came in to gave it her flourish of shabby chic style, as it, it seems to have become known. And we opened the doors. And frankly, I was I was pretty worried because I thought there just aren't enough chimney pots around Brockenhurst to really ensure that this was a slam dunk, you know. But anyway, we opened day one and we, we, we got very busy very quickly. And so and, and now we now we have eight hotels across each South Coast county from Cornwall to Kent. Well, I'm going to hold on the kitchen garden for a moment because I know how important that is to each of the hotels. But, Judy, I saw you you smile when you when when you heard Robin describe your design ethos as, as shabby chic. I mean, th- these are, are, are beautiful country house hotels that you've clearly brought a certain style to are, are you happy with with that mantle that 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 description yeah i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> Just introduce the style to listeners to what they can expect when they when they come through the doors i guess we're a sort of an eclectic mix of old and new to make people feel that they've arrived in somebody's home to feel that we've evolved over time rather than doing a set <coughs> piece. There's been some love and attention to detail. I usually have a character in my mind for each of the hotels. So that character helps me to uh, evolve what's going to happen in that particular hotel. Each pig is different 
Um, each pig has its own setting, whether it's beachside, forest, woodland. So we try to emulate what, what's happening outside the hotel. So when you say character, that, that's a person, is it? Yes, I have a, a, a fantasy person in my head. So, for instance, I was smiling, listening to the first pig, Pig in the Forest. The first person who came to me was Great Aunt Mabel. And Great Aunt Mabel had seen better days, had, had um, quite a stout lady in a, a mauve, a faded cashmere twin set with darned elbows and a tweed skirt and thick American tan tights and brogues and has a dog and sort of curly grey hair. And, and so I, I, I had this sort of country, elderly, faded lady great, in my head. Great Aunt Mabel. Was, was, there, was there a Mr Darcy in the mix? Or, uh, I mean, is, where, what's the most rakish of, of the hotels? Oh, I guess. <laughs> Let's see now. I guess it's probably um, Pig at Harlem Bay, which, which was uh, very dark and moody and stone flagstones floors and log fires and uh, in my head I could hear what's he called Mark Rylance Mm. uh, in character from Wolf Hall I guess that one mixed mixed I guess hearing rakish I'm going to go rock and roll 70s 60s 70s ladies of Marianne Faithful uh, is, uh, the pig at Bridge Place. <laughs> you got me going now. <laughs> I, I think bookings are going to be up. Robin, I mean, your your background reads like a who's who of of great sort of hotels and hospitality destinations, from Shooting Glen to Hotel Devan to Charing Soho House. I mean, with with the pig, you've created a brand across Hampshire, Somerset, Dorset, Devon, Kent, Cornwall, often houses that would have had their own historic identity. What's been the challenge in creating this this set of places into a family, a litter, a group, if you will? Yeah, I, I mean, I think re- the real challenge as you get larger is, is that you don't standardise too much, you know, uh, otherwise you end up creating the very thing you, you set out to combat, really. You know, the, the, these are all supposed to be very much independent hotels with their own style and character they should feel like they are independent to that area we're very fortunate we we work you know we, we've chosen or bumped into some incredible buildings uh, mm. uh, along the way and uh, you know of course we're, we're offered lots of lots of different bu- buildings uh, uh, and still are today but so many of them have been compromised in one way or another these old old buildings you know you you find that they've got a dual carriageway next to them or a or a meat packing center next to them or something that you know something like that but you know we've tried to 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 find really good rural locations and interesting buildings and actually buildings that aren't too grand you know i don't think you could create the pig i mean the pig is purposely meant to be very approachable and mm. and sounding sort of pub like you couldn't you couldn't do that in a building like clifton or something like that i mean it would just be too posh so yeah. it's supposed to be a little bit earthy and and but, and... but they, they've I suppose it's a good it's a good combination of curbside appeal as I think they they often say but but with a very approachable set of destinations. I mean, where did the name come from? Where, where, who who came up with that? Well, back you know I mean I I've sort of been kicking around provincial hotels for quite a long time as you as you mentioned and. You know, back in the 80s, when sort of every gothic pile in the middle of a field had, had been developed into a country house hotel, they're all quite posh. 
they all had, you know, were trying for Michelin stars and people were very scared to drive up the drives. And so consequently, most of them went bust. So really what we were trying to do was make a much more approachable uh, experience in these. So um, sort of anything anything goes, much more relaxed atmosphere, nothing too too grand and, and, and off-putting for, for anyone to go to, really. Mm, I'm, I'm loving Cheat and Glenn sort of probably sat there listening to this thinking, are we a provincial hotel? I'm wash his mouth out. It's, it's as, as one of the, the big, most expensive hotels. But when you look at that mix, I suppose you brought some of that, that great style and luxury of great destinations, GD, but you've also managed to bring, you know, I think as you say on your own websites, it's almost like this restaurant with rooms feel that there is an informality to it. From a designer's point of view, when you look across the group of hotels, what, what gives them their X factor? What gives them their appeal from, from, from the designer's eye? Uh, well, I guess looking at either the eating areas, the restaurant or the bedrooms, we try to bring the outside in. In the restaurant, we have a conservatory style restaurant where you feel that you're in a greenhouse, uh, lots of lots of sort of uh, potted plants, bare tables, old cutlery. That look follows through each of the pigs, that conservatory style stamp. Um, in the bedrooms, they reflect what's happening outside, whether it's uh, the seaside or whether it's the kitchen gardens. We, we follow that through across the group, the outside mm. coming in. I mean, I mean, let's stick with the outside, Robin, because nature feels like a very important part of, of the pig story. The, you know, growing local provenance, growing your own food. I mean, that that idea of being respectful and sustainable to the environment seems to be very much baked into the pig formula. Yeah, and, and to be honest, we've 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 developed that more and more as we've as we've gone on over the last ten years. So, uh, as I said before, we started with the one kitchen garden, and and um, you know then we we built a, a a greenhouse onto that, and then polytunnels onto that to, to give us a, to give us a, a more year round approach to 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 our kitchen garden, and then we added quails, chickens, pigs. Uh, sheep, bees. Um, we grow our own. We have our own mushroom houses, and so on and so forth. So, you know, we <coughs> we've we've added and added, and we now, in fact, it's our eldest son Ollie, who is the architect of the kitchen gardens. Really, he's the kitchen garden guru. He's got a team of about twenty-five kitchen gardeners now across the eight hotels. So it's it's a pretty substantial and serious commitment for us. Uh, we have our own nursery to grow the seedlings as well. I mean, I was, I was reading about Ollie's work. I mean, this is no mere sort of sort of bit of window dressing. I mean, this commitment to actually growing the produce and serving it to guests is a is a big enterprise in of itself, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I, I haven't recently looked, but there's probably half a million pounds worth of wages in kitchen gardeners across the group. You know, a lot of people talk about kitchen gardens, and you find they've got a couple of pots of mint in you know outside the back door but you know this is this is a very serious commitment what we can't what we can't grow as well we you know we we're very very committed to sourcing from in the 25 miles so you know it's been it's been an an interesting project to get our teeth into the chefs of course love it uh, it's it's a really good aspect for for the apprentices to get involved with so kitchen apprentices you know actually get to 
to work in the kitchen garden as well so they they see that produce mm. literally from you know farm to fork as it were do you think judy from a, a guest experience that the respect for things like food miles the commitment to sustainability adds up to things like better taste better dining experiences because of the commitment to localism I, th- I think so and i think they uh, local people or even visitors will come to a pig and see on the menu on the back of the menus we have a map of where items on the menu is sourced so i think that um it uh, takes people to to those farms to those um producers where they can try to source themselves whether it's at the farmers markets um or actually directly at the um the farm shops um so i think it encourages people to be more interested in their their local products uh, generally Oh, I, I can attest to that. My wife and I went to the pig in Devon some years ago and saw your beautiful raised gardens and, and said, one day we'll build some of those. And we, and we did. Um, so it, it was a very much inspired by, by that experience. Now, let's talk about um, you both as a partnership, as a double act, which is a big part of this series in terms of actually how the relationship works. Who's going to go first? I think I'm going to reverse the order if I may. Judy, tell us a little bit about, about the working team with Robin, what's what's he like to work with? <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, okay? Mary twenty twenty one. I'm not sure that's the right answer, Judy. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, I think I think we're really fortunate that our home life and our work life blend so well. We are both very lucky that we're working with a, a passion that we discovered many, many years ago, 40-odd years ago, when we, we first lived together, our enjoyment of creating our own homes. And we continue to do that. And we're being paid to do that. So that's, mm. that's lovely. Um, so I think we're very fortunate. We, we, have, we come from a, a similar interest, a similar background. Um, so I don't think we've ever had too many disagreements if I don't agree with something that Rob wants to, to put in a room, then I get my own back a little bit later and I get something that I want in the room that he doesn't want. Well, Robin, <laughs> is, Robin is laughing as, as, we're, as, we're, as we're speaking. I, I, I get quite often get accused of, oh, you've got that horrible, horrible statue on the bar at so-and-so, so I'm going to have this, 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 uh, this fabric that I've chosen that I don't like. The eyesore of West Devon or something. I mean, just, just as a, I mean, a thought about, you know, obviously you mentioned your, your son Ollie working within the business. Do, do, you, do you look at it as a family business? Is, is, does, does that speak to you as, as the pig or, or has it gone beyond that now because of the sheer size and scale of it? I think, to be honest, it, it is... Although we we would like to think that we still have some you know some well entrenched family values within the business, you know the sheer scale of it, you know it has to be it has to it has to be structured in a slightly different way. But having said that, you know whether they are blood family or not, you know we do treat the team very much like family, and and we often say when we go to visit the hotels. Uh, that you know they love to see mum and dad you know and and it's you know it's, it's sort of true really they you know it, well, they, the, par- the parents what? of camaraderie better tidy up the bedrooms exactly, <laughs> exactly that. i mean one of the the things obviously i, I guess that that you, you've had the frontline experience of is 
is running a major hotel group in a, in a uh, in a pandemic and and indeed you mentioned GD Harlan Bay which um you opened last year at, at the height of all of this in terms of what you've both learned about yourself i guess as hoteliers as entrepreneurs and and as a couple what would be the things that you might share with us in terms of having worked through you know such a such a terribly difficult period Judy i would say <clears throat> to try to remain positive all the time try to work with the positives try to communicate at different levels at, and and remember to communicate i think communication and positivity for me were key last year mm. I mean, Robin, do you feel that your your skills as a as an entrepreneur and business builder from the past has come in has come into play here this this last year or so? Well, to be absolutely honest, I mean, I think everyone, including the government, were making it up as they went along. You know, there was no precedent for this, and so we were all finding our way, weren't we? And you know, we were <laughs> hanging on <clears throat> new directives and uh, coming out all the time. And twisting and turn with uh, turning with 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 all of those regulations and guidance and, and so on, and we still do. You know, I have to say at this point, all credit to the to the team who, uh, who actually you know kind of made multiple changes to the to the way we operate. You know, again and again and again. You know, so as as rules and regulations changed. One of the things, as Judy says, communication was key. And even if we didn't really know the answers, we have a sort of intranet for all the the staff to 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 be engaged with, and it's how we do deliver a lot of our training and so on. But I went to, to onto video actually uh, initially every week, and then more latterly, sort of uh, you know every month, uh, to actually give the team uh, our understanding of where we are. Or where we were with with, with all the various twists and, and changes, and actually reassuring them, we didn't lose a single person of our team throughout the the whole eighteen months, mm. uh, and we supported a lot of people that uh, you know missed out on government furlough and so on. So so we you know I think I think we we kind of had a good pandemic if you can say that you know uh, we, you know I think we. Um, we, we, I, heard, I heard somebody describe it as brutal gifts about what you learn about about yourself. I mean, did you feel did you feel I mean, in an environment where so many hotels exist and of course the lifeblood is the guest and each day is about that sort of ever changing relationship when when the doors were closed and you didn't have that kind of experience? Did, did you feel that there was something that you were able to see about the place around you, the local community, the places where these hotels were. Did, was, was there any kind of extra sense of connection or were you just basically heads down getting ready for what comes next, what came next? I would say thinking about each of the individual pigs, yes, they, they did look to the and see the local community and supported the local community, each in their own way, each in their own dis- decision, whether it be... One of the hotels would leave produce on the vicar's doorstep for her to deliver to the village, whether it was giving to a a local villager who um, was involved with a food bank in a a, a local town. I would answer your question in in that way. Mm. Robin? We did quite a lot with the NHS as well, didn't we? So um, after the first lockdown, we gave our first night to nominated uh, NHS heroes. We gave away 190 room nights to couples that were on the front line and, and so on. So I think, 
you know, there, there were lots of examples of, of, of this type of, uh, of activity. We've just completed um, a big fundraiser for hospitality action as well. So, you know, I think the, these activities were, were a very good way to focus uh, some of the latent energy amongst the team, if you like, um, mm. and doing some good for the communities at the same time. I mean, one of the things, I guess, since lockdown has been eased and people can get around and about is that people have learned to fall in love with their own country again in terms of being able to see places, new sites, new, new things to see. In terms of what's going to keep Britain a great destination, you're part of that mix. How, how do you see it in terms of the, the appeal of, of the work that you're doing from a kind of destination perspective going forward? No, I mean, I think, you know, there, there's no magic about this. You know, it's about, you know, working hard at, uh, you know, this this business is all about product and it's about people. And, you know, it, it, whether you're in a pandemic or not in a pandemic, you know, I think you have to deliver the very best experience you can and you have to try to be relevant and you have to be have, uh, you know, create value for money. And, you know, you have to, care about what you, what you do and these are, this is just old-fashioned great hospitality and those traits uh, I think will see you through you know uh, as, as, as operators through this period and hopefully it, what we have done is all those people that normally go to Malaga you know w- will have experienced it and re- been reminded once again that what a great country this is what great hospitality great food great wine you know really good service. Uh, in in many many places and a huge variety of what we what we offer. I, I mean, there there is no doubt that people have reconnected. Mm, I mean, last question, if I may, to you both. I think that was a great answer about about the reconnection here. But I guess reconnection with with yourselves and thinking. You you gave us some insights into that with with your top tips, quotes for life, and indeed exceptional musical suggestions, if I may say. So we'll be turning that into a playlist to go with, with, with this episode. But just to sort of remind you of those, share them with you, and then just get you both to give us a final thought on, on the why that matters to you. Robin, you, you kind of came with success as many fathers, but failure is always an orphan. And the harder you work, the luckier you get. And Judy, do as you would be done by. I thought they were too... Two interesting sides of the same coin in, in many in many ways. I mean, Robin, why don't, why don't you introduce your your, uh, your top tips and, and quote, and uh, and then we'll go to Judy. Yeah, no, I mean, one of them was slightly tongue in cheek. Success has many fathers. It's amazing the number of of you know we know how hard uh, everyone works and who does the work, <laughs> if you know what I mean, and mm. and the amount of people that uh, claim success perhaps uh, that that haven't been right in the breach if you know what i mean is 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 quite interesting i just think it's an interesting trait and yet if something does go wrong people run a mile very quickly you know so i think you have to stand stand firm in that the other quote was about the the harder you work the luckier you get you know we have been incredibly lucky and fortunate in our in our careers and our lives but nothing has been handed to us on a plate and we have worked very very hard and continue to put in a massive number of hours every week and it's a total and utter commitment by mm. Judy and I it's not it's not a it's not a 40 hour a week job and, and I, I, I sense, Judy, that that character and commitment comes through in, in your phrase, do as you would be done by. Mm. 
I, I live my life in that way and I t- tell my children that too. Do as you would be done by is I, I, in anything, treat people as I would like to be treated. And that's what I mean by do as you would be done by. Mm. Well, what a great place to end it. I mean, I, I would introduce, if we had a bit more time, Robin, what you described as a bunch of melancholy love songs. But I mean, uh, <laughs> we, we will allow listeners to make their own, their own judgments on, on the music selection. But thank you for sharing the great rhythm, the great tune of the Pig Hotels, a a really wonderful story of that great British classic. Thank you so much to Robin and Judy for joining me on Changemakers. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Changemakers with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And you can find out more about the Smith Hotels collection at mrandmrssmith.com, where listeners to this podcast can enjoy a special £30 discount of any of these extraordinary hotels with the voucher code CHANGEMAKERS. That's the voucher code CHANGEMAKERS for £30 off any Smith Hotel. Thanks for joining us. CHANGEMAKERS is brought to you by the campaign's firm Seven Hills and presented by me, Michael Heyman. Pure Being is the name of our soundtrack and it's written and performed by the brilliant BT Wolf. To find out more, head over to changemakers.works and if you like what you hear, why not give us a rating?